Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined us here today. Uh, I have a treat for you. Today is Meet My Friend Friday, as you guys are well aware. And I've recorded this a couple of days in advance because as this podcast is airing, I will be speaking at Teach Them Diligently in Mobile. Thank you to everyone who told me I was pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> I appreciate that. So my friend Lisa Pulliam is on the show with me today. She has a brand spanking new book out that I totally love. In fact, I loved it so much uh, that I wrote an endorsement for it. It's called Unblinded Faith, Gaining Spiritual Sight Through Believing God's Word. Stick around, you guys. Today, you are going to be encouraged. All right, so a couple things before I have my friend Lisa on the show with me today. I want to remind you, um, I am in uh, I am in Mobile this weekend. Next weekend, I'll be in Boston for the women's uh, conference there. All of this information is at the show notes and also at my blog. The weekend after that, I'll be in Myrtle Beach, and then I'll be in Florida, and then I'll be in Iowa. Wow. We are bringing all of our uh, kids who are still at home to the Myrtle Beach and the Florida event. So we would love to hug your neck, and we appreciate your prayers as we uh, as we kind of wrap up or actually get into the end of my super busy speaking season. So thanks, everybody, for your prayers. Also, if you've got a question or something, especially after we get done talking to Lisa, if you have a question that you'd like to see uh, addressed over at Mailbox Monday, shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. Make sure that you put Mailbox Monday in the subject line. I am begging you, please put Mailbox Monday in the subject line, and then that will go into the right place. All right, so without further ado, I just want to invite a really special girl. We've already had her on the show before for her last book, Meet the New You and the founder of the ministry, More to Be. She is a life coach and a mentor, and she is a speaker who's passionate about helping women experience life transformation and lasting impact through a fresh encounter with God and his word. She has four kids and she lives on the East Coast. So welcome, my friend, back to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. So glad to be here with you and hear your voice again. I know. It's so good. Well, you and I are kind of like soul sisters. I I love, love, love your passion for directing people to truth and directing people to the word of God. And you're really doing that in your new book. That's kind of your heart, and it and it definitely uh, it definitely comes through. When I read the manuscript, uh, I was super encouraged, and I love this because what really what you're doing is it's a 90 day devotional, right? So it's it's anybody yes. can can pick it up. So it's we're not asking people to make a lifetime commitment, but 90 days going to change your life. So tell me why you wrote it in that. First of all, what promoted uh, prompted you to write this in the first place, and then why did you decide to make it? into a 90-day devotional? Sure. So it wasn't my idea, which sometimes are the best <laughs> projects to work on. My, um, It was my idea months and months and months before the contract came my way. I had, in a quiet moment with the Lord, said, if I'm going to write another book, I would really like to write a devotional, and I would really like to write it for Harvest House. But God, I don't know what your plans are for me, so whatever. Just kind of let it in his hands and carried on with the next task. So fast forward a couple months later, my agent didn't even know that was my heart's desire. I think I only told my husband and uh, she said, so Harvest House needs a writer who can turn around a manuscript really fast. They want a 90 day devotional. I pitched you. Would you be interested? 
And I said, well, what topic do they want me to write on? And the original title of the book was uh, Begin With Yes. And it was kind of dovetailing off of my previous book, Meet the New You. So it's like, let's take the next step and really embrace that encounter with God and his word through getting into his word every day. So long and the short of it, uh, I had been given the assignment of 90 days and it was an answer to a prayer that I had prayed quietly. And then I set about the business of writing it. That is awesome. And really what you're doing uh, in Unblinded Faith is you're trying to get people, at least this is how, how I saw it. You're trying to really get them back in the word of God to help them sort of filter what's coming at them through the grid of scripture. Yes. And what are you noticing when you when you look around you uh, at the church today? And I'm talking church, you know, with the big C, the the men and women who belong to the Lord Jesus. What what are some of the holes that you're seeing? Some of the some of the big areas where we're like, man, we got to get this right. Yeah, I think our biggest hole is that we're not reading our Bibles. Um, mm-hmm. And so so it's ironic that I said I wanted to write a devotional because I don't use devotionals. I haven't in years. But what what tripped me into my faith walk and my Bible reading was a devotional where the scriptures were kind of a sign for me to read. And so when my the prayer of my heart was I wanted to write a devotional is because, God, I just wanted to spend 90 days in scripture. I didn't I didn't want to be all over the map in in stories and applications and all this. I just wanted to be in the word. And so what I did in writing this was I picked verses that are hard to get our minds around, um, not just the ones that we plaster on coffee mugs, although I love those, or put in our little prints, but things that we have to wrestle out. Is God sovereign and just? Is he uh, merciful and, and grace-filled, but does he also hold us accountable and ask for our obedience? And so the the verses that were really handed to me from the Lord, I took the approach of each one is going to start with a question for that person who's reading that devotional to look at it and say, here's the verse. Now, how am I responding to the verse? Yeah, and because it, really that's the key, right? I think yes. so much of what's going on in the culture is we're not responding to the word of God. We're responding to a blogger or a teacher or even an author. And we want to be uh, letting the word of God um, interpret the word of God. Exactly. And to, to think about it before we hear anybody else's opinion. And so, you know, as a devotional does, I go into story. I tell my story of transformation and the hard times that God has walked me through throughout the book. And, but I also look at the character and nature of God himself, of Jesus, of uh, men and women that we see in scripture, that we encounter in scripture to kind of give broad strokes. And then each devotion ends with a scripture prayer, um, an application question. But what's so important to me is that also the context of that key verse in a section of scripture that they should read. So it's not that there's five references to that one point, but it's go open your Bible and read this verse in this context of this chapter and ask God to continue to speak to you. Mm, I love that. Um, and the in the book devotional the four, the forty four which obviously that's going to stick out to me because that's my wheelhouse is the truth and love and you started off readers from uh, taking them to the book of Ephesians which anybody who has been uh, over at MomStrong International with me knows I mean we're studying the book of Ephesians right now it basically it is the book on spiritual warfare and mm-hmm. it was interesting to me that you chose to talk about speaking the truth in love and use the book of Ephesians. 
because trying to do that now in the culture requires a knowledge of God's word and a recognition of you better suit up. Like if you're going to get onto the battlefield, then you need to be able to speak the truth in love. And it's not an easy thing to do. And I love that you open it up by saying, what do you think it means to speak the truth in love? That's a great question that uh, we need to be asking ourselves right now. And uh, when you take a reader through something like this question, your heart is to point them back to the word of God, but then also to sort of gently shepherd them uh, yes. along the way. At least that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to be that mentor in their life and say, okay, hey, you know, this is a tough piece to reconcile. And I might be making you a little comfortable, uncomfortable here asking you some of these questions, but but these are questions I'm wrestling out too. And we can't be finding our answers through everybody else's opinions. We need to look to scripture to teach scripture and and then ask God to increase our faith in believing his word, even if it doesn't make sense to what we're seeing in the world. Yeah, that's totally right. And you have been, um, I love this because a little bit later on in the devotional, you said speaking the truth in love requires approaching a particularly challenging conversation with the delicate balance of humility and integrity, which, wow, we, both of those things are really, all you got to do is get on Facebook. Both of those things are really missing mm-hmm. in the discourse right now. But mm-hmm. you're really reminding, I love this because your heart really is as a mentor. I mean, you work as a life coach. And uh, something I wanted to sort of throw in here, since I've got you on the show with me today, is the need for women to uh, start mentoring. Not They don't have to do it professionally like you're doing it, but shoot fire. We need mentors. We need women to come, older women especially, to come alongside younger women in their churches and their families, whatever. And um, whether you make an, you know, whether you say, I'd like to mentor you, which sometimes could get awkward. Uh, maybe we just are in the lives of these women. And really, that's kind of what you're doing in Unblinded Faith. You're coming alongside and you're sort of mentoring through the word of God. Right. And, you know, I write and been teaching on the topic of mentoring. I have a book between Meet the New You and this book called Impact Together, Biblical Mentoring Simplified. And that book came out of my own experience of having um, insecurities about mentoring, having false expectations, and then experiencing the joy of it, both being mentored by a community of women, none of whom ever identify themselves as my mentor. They don't even realize that's the role they carry, but their influence is that way. And then me stepping into the lives of others now, currently it's not teenagers, like when we were at the boarding school, now it's 20 somethings and 30 somethings that are younger than me. But I think what happens is we get hung up on the the labels and the expectations that are usually false and unnecessary. And so I kind of have a dream for Unblinded Faith to be a tool that women use to begin the conversation with other women and gather them together and say, hey, so what does this scripture have to say? And how can we live this out together? How can I pray this for you uh, so that, that we lose the stigma and the fear of mentoring and we start moving into what God wants us to do as the body one generation to another? Yeah. And it's so important. I think, uh, you know, one of the the mantras here at my podcast is to encourage uh, parents, because there are a lot of men who listen to this too. So encourage men and women to get off the bench and get onto the battlefield to realize we can't actually do this thing of raising up a new generation and encouraging our brothers and sisters in the Lord if we're sitting on the bench waiting for somebody else to do it. And uh, I love, I love your heart. If you had, um, if you could encourage 
um, a, a guy or, you know, a, a man or a woman toward mentoring and toward um, pointing the younger generation uh, toward the word of God, where, where would you have them start? Hmm. I'm in so many places in scripture right now, but in particular in mentoring, I think, um, you know, obviously Titus two for women, Mm -hmm. but it also speaks to the men. And I think the part of Titus that we miss as a evangelical culture, thinking about biblical mentoring is the latter part of Titus two, which talks about the parakaleo relationship. And that parakaleo is that coming alongside in encouragement, but encouragement also includes admonishment and rebuke and training and teaching. I mean, if you look up the Greek of that, it's it's this huge long list. And all of that happens in the context of relationships. You can't you can't tell somebody what to do or give them wise counsel if you're not doing life with them. And so I yeah. think that for men and for women, the key is to start opening our homes and creating spaces in our time and our schedule and our hearts to be able to say, come hang out with me. Let's just build relationship. And, and over time, over years, when that person is seeking counsel or needs counsel or needs that influence, you're now in a position of authority that you can speak into their life as that Titus passage describes. Yeah, that's right. And you're stepping alongside them, not awkwardly anymore. Right. Because you're in you're in relationship with them. So part of that is just is I think it's just keeping your eyes open and asking the Lord to show you what that looks like. The other piece of that is something that I've also seen you write about, and I know that you live this out, and that is for women who are in the Titus two position who can start to think of themselves, which I actually don't know when I when did I get there? I don't know, maybe when I became a grandmother. I don't know. Sometimes I feel really old. Uh but I know that for me. I am constantly looking to older women uh, to say, you know, to, to, to look for examples of grace and maturity, um, because I realize I have a whole bunch of issues in my own life that I'll probably be working on till the day the Lord takes me home. And when, when we look for examples of people to, to follow, like if you want, if you said, Hey, um, I've got this great new devotional unblinded faith. Would you go through it with me? Could I, you know, that might be a great place to start uh, for someone who's looking for someone to mentor her. Is that right? Yeah. And actually, thanks to my awesome launch team who said, can you create us a leader's guide? Can you create a study guide for this? I was like, it's a devotional. They're like, we want to read it with people. I was like, okay, sounds great. And so Mm -hmm. with their help, I put together what I called a gathering guide. And there's a six-week format and a 10-week format in that gathering guide. You can get it free at unblindedfaith.com. Uh, and so the six week format uh, gives you assigned readings to do with somebody else and then uh, assigned devotionals to read together. So you do about half the book in six weeks. And the 10 week format can take you through the book in 10 weeks with a group. And the idea is that these devotions lend themselves to conversation, uh, how to apply. And they're so short for reading that you don't, it's not a burdensome homework (laughs) amount to be able to read it. I love that. So they can find that at unblindedfaith.com. I love that you call it a gathering guide. It sort of goes back to your heart for, for women kind of getting together and encouraging each other. Yeah. And I love that you've, that you've been intentional about this because I think that's half the battle, right? Is just, uh, is being intentional, having your priorities in place and we have got to start prioritizing 
mm-hmm. uh, studying and reading God's word. I mean, it's it. Uh, I've been doing over at MomStrong International. We're studying strategies in spiritual warfare mm. right now, and uh, I was thinking about this as I was getting ready to have you come on the show today. I was thinking about the battlefield that we live in, which is the culture right now, which has really turned its back on on God and has devalued His word to the point where um, it's maligned and mocked in the culture. And yeah. so, I think what happens Christians are doing as sort of a, a response to that is we're putting down our sword, which is the word of God, and we're getting onto the battlefield without it. Mm-hmm. And then we have we we lay down our weapon. Yeah. So uh, it makes it even more important for women to know. God's word. And I love unblinded faith because you're giving them for, for, um, women who are listening, who are just like, boy, I just don't know how to start to get into the word. This is a very easy bite size piece way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shared a couple of weeks ago in the Bible study that I lead at my co-lead at my church. I, it's more like facilitating, but, um, we were talking about studying scripture and being in the word of God. And I had just had a conflict with my husband the night before. And and the Lord just spoke to me about the mirror image of that conflict with my husband and our relationship with Jesus. Because my husband was saying, I know I'm important to you, but we haven't spent any time together. And I, I feel like I'm on the bottom of the list. And I, I said to him, but hon, you know, I'm in this crazy season. I was away at the women's retreat with our church and we had, you know, softball schedules and baseball schedules. And I'm like, can't you just know that you're first place, even if I don't spend time with you? And as those words came out of my mouth, I felt that like, oh, whoa, like mm-hmm. wacky priorities there. But the next morning as I was at study and I was talking to the women, I'm like, this is what we as women of God are doing to Jesus. That's right. We're telling him that we need you in our back corner. We need you to protect us. We need you to provide for us. We need you to love us unconditionally, but we're not giving you any attention or time and showing yeah, that's up. That's right. At, yeah. Showing up at Bible study isn't giving Jesus attention one-on-one mm, opening the so word good. of God and reading, Jesus is the word, reading the word and sitting there and saying, okay, now speak to me, Lord, speak to me about who you are and who I am in you and and how you want to use me and where I can join you in your work. That's that's giving Jesus our first attention. I love it. That is such an awesome illustration because really, if we do that with our husbands, uh, our marriages will fail. I mean, ultimately, yes. if we keep doing that, uh, we won't have a husband anymore. We won't, or at least we won't have the kind of marriage that we want to have. You have to nurture it. Yes. I love that. Well, Elisa, thank you so much. You are, I love your heart for the Lord. Um, if you guys haven't heard of Lisa Pulliam, you are missing out. And I'm going to link back to all things Lisa Pulliam at my, uh, at the show notes today. Her brand new book came out from Harvest House. It actually released just a couple of days ago. And so it's brand spanking new. Something I know that Lisa would never ask you, so I'm going to. If you get her book, do her a favor and leave a review for it over at Amazon. That actually helps authors out. If you read a book that you love, get over, uh, hop on over to Amazon and leave a review for it. But her new book, Unblinded Faith, Gaining Spiritual Sight Through Believing God's Word, is available now wherever books are sold. And if you want to uh, figure out where you can get the gathering guide, you can visit her at unblindedfaith.com. Lisa already also has a podcast, don't you? Yes, I do. The More to Be podcast. 
the more to be podcast. Uh, well, so much of what you do resonates with my heart. And I just want to encourage you and bless you and say, I'm so proud of you. And thank you for leading women uh, in the fight for faith uh, in the culture today. I really appreciate it. Lisa Pulliam, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Heidi. It's such a blessing to be with you and to be encouraged by you. Thank you so much. We will definitely have to do it again. All right, everybody, I am going to be coming back on Monday to answer your questions at Mailbox Monday. In the meantime, if you're anywhere in the Mobile uh, area, come on out and see me. I will be there all day today and all day tomorrow. Uh, So come on out. I'd love to see you. Teach them diligently. You can still get tickets at the door. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will see you back here for Mailbox Monday next week. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.